You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. Mad Men, Mad Men. Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men. Being is for doing. We are doing the Mad Men After Buzz After Show. I'm Joe Braswell. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers, especially you, Joe Sampopo. And happy Father's Day to you, Mr. Braswell. I'll take that. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm joined here by Joe Sampopo and Catherine Tulich. Hello. Glad to have you back. Thank you. And Matt Lieberman, glad to have him back. Yeah, and Matt Lieberman, glad to have you back too. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting to you. How'd you guys go last week without us? Uh, you know, we went. Just long and slow, man. Long and slow. Long and slow. Just like, I like my coffee? I love it. Uh, there's nothing good to say here. <laughs> Uh, we did it, but uh, we're, we're doing it now. All four of us back. We're all back in town. I was in New York for a week, and you were somewhere, and then you had a comedy show. Had a show, yeah. And then you're... Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> but whatever it was, it was very important. But we're here, episode 12, the penultimate episode of mm. Mad Men. Ooh. The quality of mercy. The quality of mercy. Uh, great season. I, You know, I, I, I love this season. And it, it really sort of like it, it feels in some ways very uneventful. In some ways, if I look back, like nothing really happened, happened except for maybe last week. But you know, um, it, it, it it's a good season nonetheless. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, there there's movement on the business side. Everyone's been given the chance to evolve a little bit or to affect each other in yeah. new ways. Right. You know, for every for every way that Don is has kind of regressed. In some of his behavior, you know, especially with what happened last week with Sally, he's affecting the people in his life in new and more negative ways than right. he was before. I mean, I, I think that's always the pace of Mammon, though. In some ways, it feels like nothing happens, and then you just get these explosive moments, sure. which is, you know, like last week, I think we had like two explosive moments with Sally and with Bob Benson. So that's what I think I love about the show is the fact that, yeah, it, in many ways, it does seem like, well, what happened? Hang yeah. on. Well, <laughs> we, not, yeah, we started like, with bang. an explosive moment this yeah. week when Ken yeah. got shot in the face. Yeah. <laughs> that was really explosive, literally. Yeah. Chevy, Dick Cheney, Ken, that was rough, yeah. man. I called yeah. it. I'm like, Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney. And boom. And there you was and I, I thought he was I, dead. I'm getting a feeling Matthew Weiner really hates car companies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh boy, he paints them. He he's paints ma- he's them making those Detroit guys look Whoa. like a bunch of meatheads. Yeah, yeah. not so kidding. I, I, don't, I, know, I don't know the reasoning behind that. One. Uh, it was awesome too. After they shoot him in the face, they're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> not like, "Oh my god, let me help you." More like, "Oh shit." Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, what do you say? They, they tried yeah, to stop like for lunch? Yeah, gonna, <laughs> oh, man, this is going to ruin the whole day. Right? Yeah. Oh, we broke it. We're going to have to get a new one. Right? We have to oh, get a new boy. toy. Yeah, yeah. He's like their toy. Yeah. yeah. He literally is. Yeah. Poor Cosgrove. He's not having it. You <laughs> imagine being it. so mad at a group yeah. of people that you're willing to walk away from that kind of money? Oh, yeah, have to get shot in the face. Yes. Yeah, but even that, getting shot yeah. in the face might do it. That's yeah. And that's after they forced him to crash a car <laughs> yeah. and ruined his leg. Oh, that's right, the yeah. leg. Yeah, he needs to he needs to I quit know. quit Chevy before there's nothing he's, left he's of him. He's going to be a father. He's got to be careful. What are you talking about, yeah. Flippo? Like, can you imagine having to do that? Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I can guess, you imagine ha- actually having to quit? No, no, I uh, guess the question what, is like. What would it take for you? There's so much money involved. I, I don't know, it'd be tough. But I guess, I guess you, yeah, I forgot I forgot about the car crash a little bit there. Well, Pete and Benson. And need to be careful, dance. or they're going to be, you know, broken men. Yeah. I, I don't know if Chevy's going to want to party with, uh, with, uh, with, with them as much. I think it's going to be. I don't know if they're going to want to party with Pete. Is, is, do, he's do you not, want? He's not as fun. No. I mean, do you want to party with Pete? Pete, you want to party with Pete if he's paying for the party. Well, but Cosgrove's no freaking. You know, he's no yeah. George Clooney. He's no, you he's see no that boy tap dance? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That man can tap yeah. dance. Yeah. yeah, but he's above it all, though. He's kind of he's kind of milk toast. Right. He doesn't yeah. care for that kind of stuff. He's happily married. He loves literature. He loves his writing. You know, at the end of the day, he just wants to go home and have a nice tea, probably yeah. in one piece. Yeah. <laughs> Write some some science fiction under a pseudonym that no one knows yeah. about. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't care for the the whoring and the shooting and the drinking and all that stuff. He just that's just his job. And ultimately, yeah. I don't think he cares about the money. And in terms of, I don't think that's an incentive for him. He's no. a creative person. He wants to write. He wants to write books and things. Yeah. I don't think it's. And about he's about the to money. be a father yeah well you know we we see so that 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 was that was what it was we had more answers with with bob benson which we'll get to yes we had a little more reveal with don a lot of interesting don unraveling here mm-hmm. uh un, 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 well, unraveling yeah unraveling and good. coming back together yeah too. yeah it's sort of coming back together in, in, yeah. in a very don way we had mm. a definite peggy chaw uh better understanding what their relationship is going on and we had some sally a lot, lot more sally yeah. i gotta say sally Scares me every time she appears in the screen. There's something about, you know, when Sally's on the screen that I get filled with this feeling of dread. She, I said this do you last remember week. that movie called The Bad Seed? Sometimes yes. she reminds yeah. me of oh, the girl yeah. in The Bad Seed. Oh, just wow. so that sort of sweet. Yeah. Wolverine, what, uh, what's her name? Oh, damn. Yeah. Or, uh, Ooh, look at you yeah. pulling, pulling Bad Seed. Yeah. <laughs> no, Kiernan Shipka has like this kind of like yeah. like sad, quiet. Like vulnerability to mm. her, and this sort of this feeling of innocence continually lost. Well, it's just something about. But there's something very conniving behind all well, that. Really but there's something about not when conniving, she. I mean, conniving is not the right word, but I mean, there's this manipulation behind her too that she manipulates people around. Well, her when it, she can. Yeah, when when she, when she got Glenn yeah. to beat up Rolo, <laughs> you you saw you saw the look, the smirk of yeah, satisfaction on her yeah. face. Well, it's a very Betty Draper, very well, Betty yeah. Draper moment. I, I don't think she started. I, I think it was a discovery on her part. I don't I don't get the vibe that she started started that fight no. because she wanted to see what happened. I got the vibe. She started the fight because she was pissed. Yeah, right. Of course. But then, and then in the middle of the fight, she's like, 
this is awesome. Right. Like, yeah. I can make well, these but that, guys that's do what things. I mean by it was a very Betty Draper moment in that she's like, oh yeah, like this is the seeds of manipulation. It was a moment like, of yeah. uh, she was discovering her inner Bettiness. Yes, yeah, her that her power. her potential to Betty. If we can turn Bettying into a verb, right? What I was saying though earlier about. About Sally is that I'm filled with these 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 feelings of dread every time she comes on the scene on, on the screen. Something about you know when she's on the screen, the way they play it out. I mean, I feel like something bad is going to happen to her. Well, I don't know what this is. It's like I don't know if it's the relationship with Don. I have this literally like something bad is going to happen to her. Even well, today, it, I'm like, is she going to overdose? Is she going to like what's going to happen? Maybe in about ten years' time. Oh my well, god! I have, I have a question, Joe. Have you always felt this way, or have you felt this way since the Grandma Ida incident? I think I've always felt this way. I think I felt this way because I feel the it's something about because the relationship. that was very scary. Oh no, of course, of course. But that that's a perfect example of like that was a direct like okay, she's in, in jeopardy. But I think it's something about the relationship between Don and his kids, specifically Don and Sally. Who like she seems to be the only one who gets him and understands him, but when they're together or in a close proximity, I just get this feeling that there's a disconnect there that allows Sally. I, I don't know what it is. Like she's like not under the protection of her father. Well, she's not so, under the protection of anybody because all of the adults on this show are very very selfish. Right. They, so, no one's watching out for these kids. Well, exactly. So when I see Sally alone doing stuff by herself, like discovering things, she's really smart. I'm like, what's she gonna do? Oh yeah, like when she and Glenn went to the museum last Every, season. Yeah, everything, yeah. everything. Like exactly, it's a perfect example. I'm like, what's gonna happen to Sally? But then also, she played Megan and her mother off too. Last was it last season? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. she's done some. Yeah, she's done. Some she's she's pushing many, boundaries, yeah. but like we've watched her grow up, and I think that that's part of what makes us so anxious when we watch her. Sure. Is you know, like we've seen her on this show now. You know, for for six years, she she started on the show when she was seven or eight years old, probably yeah. in the pilot. You know, seven years yeah. old or or even younger, and like to watch her grow up and face a world that is continually more dangerous and confusing, and the laws and social rules are continually breaking down. Maybe from the moment when they're when she had the cleaning bag over her head and they're playing Spaceman. Exactly. Maybe, maybe that was and the that, moment I thought, like, and, oh no, right? But that is you know, small potatoes compared to. I got really, really scared when um, when the the girls are like, "Oh, you're not allowed to talk anymore." Yeah. And I was like, "What uh, kind of sick, twisted shit is, are these go- girls yeah, going to get up Sa- to?" Sally kind of turned that around. This is my, we'll, we'll get we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Sally later. We'll get, I don't, yeah. don't want to step on our yeah. Sallys here, yeah. but but I just I just say I felt filled with dread again when I saw Sally mm-hmm. for for whatever. We'll we'll get to Sally in a second, but. I, Go ahead, Joe. What, what, I just think, I, no, I, I I think that we're overblowing the Sally thing. I think Sally's doing nothing new under the sun, nothing particularly unique about her situation. It's just different from maybe the way we grew up. I mean, but when I was 14, I sure as hell got drunk. And, and, and I, I absolutely Speak for yourself. That explains so much. <laughs> I haven't stopped, and it's been a wonderful ride. <laughs> the seven of you look wonderful tonight. <laughs> I, but when I, when I, I remember I, we smoked cigarettes, we drank, we, we went and didn't hope my children never see this. But we went and did all kinds of stupid shit, but we did different stupid shit than what Sally's doing. So I think, you know, for me, at least growing up on the West Coast, her stuff seems a little bit darker and different. No, I, you I, know, like, like, like the, like, you know, I, it just seems it's like a different level of, of a different kind of stuff, but it's the same kind of. I mean, the same. 
family of, of stupid. I'm not know. saying that what she's doing is so scary or unique. Or I agree with you. Like, I think all everything she's doing is total preteen teenager stuff. I'm not. I'm just saying generally from a cinematic standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, some, from a directorial standpoint. When I, Sally hits the screen, for me, I get scared. I just yeah. think Maybe that's it's her grill. I think it's something about the stillness of her face yeah. makes you. It, 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 I think it invites you as the viewer to put something on it, and maybe we go scary because we're waiting for something to happen. But I yeah. think that's TV watcher training. I don't know if that's. But it's because almost every time that she has a story, it ends badly for her. Right. Yeah. No matter what it is, it either ends badly or she just loses a little bit of that innocence that she had so much of when the series started. It's a it's a well, gradual, you know, like waves washing over a rock. Until there's nothing left. And Absolutely. last week, we got a big old wave. Sure. And I don't think it's ever going to stop. No, and part of, well, I will, I will say this for Sally. Cause I, yeah. I, I, I there's a lot to that. discuss. So, but let's get, let's get, jump into the episode itself. So, the, one of the main, you know, the cog of, of this episode, the main, you know, cornerstone of this episode is Don. Don, we, we open with Don. So, the aftermath of what we saw last week, which is that horrifying reveal of Sally catching, catching him in the act. Uh, you know, which which Joe and I discussed at, uh, at length last week. But this week, Don's still not handling it well. We talk about, it, and we she, couldn't figure out the time space. Well, at it's first. usually a yeah. month. It's usually a month between episodes. That's what they say. But he, he started episodes. out like we thought almost it was the next morning. But he obviously he's had been in so, that state for a while. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a long time. And he's mm. hair of the dog in it. He's got mm. the vodka and the orange juice. He's disheveled. He doesn't give a crap. He's sleeping yeah. in his daughter's bed. Yes. Yeah. It's so wild to me to watch this stuff. Like, you know, right now because I don't drink and I don't smoke. If my kid drank and smoked, only when you're fourteen, only when you're fourteen, only when I was fourteen. <laughs> right. If my kid drank and smoked, I would smell it on her like she had walked into the car with a red siren flying over her head. Right. But it's it's such an interesting thing that 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 Sally can get in the car and Betty doesn't even bat an eyelash. That she must stink of booze and cigarettes. Don every morning is drinking orange juice and sneaking vodka into it, but Megan's not even questioning it. It's interesting well, to me. But it's that I'm era too. Yeah. Drinking that's what I'm and saying. That, that era. That, that's what I'm saying. Is like that. That is. There's so much of that going on that no one even notices that someone's drinking in the morning. That, well, I was even well, like no. horrified when Sally. I mean, went further, but lit a cigarette for her mother. I'm thinking, but that. Like probably every kid then did yeah, do it. They didn't think twice about it. Yeah. First of all, uh, Sally had plenty of time to take a shower. It's an overnight. Sally yeah, had exactly. time to clean up. It wasn't like she picked her up at midnight. Second of all, the Megan, not to just just shit on your comments there, but I'm saying the Megan no, thing. Shit on my comments. <laughs> the, the Megan thing is Megan knows, Megan's well aware that Don is drinking. This isn't oh. like a, Megan's well aware. Like, she's always like, oh, had a rough night. Or, oh, you better, you know, yeah. clean up. Or you need to stay home. Or, or Don. Don. You know, so she, it's not a, it's not like the surprise like it's today. Like, what are you doing drinking? It's friggin' nineteen sixty eight. So you're saying he didn't fool Megan putting the the vodka back in his jacket? That did no. not. No, but I don't, I don't think he's hiding it. Like Megan, no. Megan's aware. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he yeah. was hiding that one. Yeah, he right. was. He was hiding that one because he has a whole bar on the other but, side of the room, but, but when, he's taking a little pocket bottle. When does Don not have an alcoholic breath? I mean, does that guy go a day without drinking? That's true. You could. I mean, you very, could, I mean, he could self immolate like that. <laughs> but there are varying degrees of of Don's, you know. Drinking, there's, yeah. there's there's the like I, he's holding it together pretty well as we see as he's. Well, I mean, he would be an alcoholic by a, a long stretch in these. Of course, these well, they all would. That's what sure. I'm saying. I mean, but they were drinking every day. Yeah, all, mean, of, all of them except for Chaw would be an alcoholic yeah. by any yeah. concern. You can kind of see like Don in this yeah. episode in many ways. He's kind of like a spring that is kind of it's lost its tension and then it slowly tightens back up. Right. You know, like he's he's he takes this day off. And he's drinking alone by himself. He finishes his little bottle halfway through the day when Megan gets home. Uh, and there was that little beat 
you guys notice where he's watching he's the watching next, he's watching Megan next, on oh. on uh this her soap, soap. opera yeah. and she's nailing her uh French twin character now and uh she says you know uh, what was it like like listen to me or, or like don't uh like pay attention to me and then he shuts it off immediately like as she's saying as she's yeah. saying that it's it's kind of like it's in a, in a little bubble their relationship. And well, I just wanted to say, I just love to talk about that the little drop in about the Nixon. I've never. Oh yeah, that, that was quite. Vote like, like your life wow. depended on it. Right, that was that was How, where they did things. Obviously, the scare tactics Nixon used. Well, to, it, was, yeah, back it was it was very much life Ooh. or death in, in 1968. Yeah. So. But so Don, so we see Don. He wakes up. He's there. He's having a rough time. But the, the, what I want to talk about is the exchange he had with Betty when we found out. Yeah. That, you know, and that was, to me, the most telling Don Draper moment, you know, in a while in that, you know, Betty's sort of oblivious, obviously telling him, like, you know, oh, it's a, it, it concerns Sally. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, sits up, like, what, what, what about her? What happened? Yeah. Can I just say, there's so yeah, many course. moments this this episode where people thinking they're about to say something. Yeah. And yeah. then it's very something well else. Yeah. <laughs> very well done. That, there were so many that. of those moments right. in this episode tonight, which were just extraordinary. And which, is, yeah. which are great tricks to play on mm-hmm. the audience. And I, I'm mm-hmm. always a, This dread of. What are they going to say? Yeah. Gonna, yeah. I'm never a fan of when the writing of the directing mm. sort of manipulates the viewer, but they do it so well here. Yeah. It's just like we're so manipulated, but it was done so well. But yeah. the, in, the, in, in this instance, they have that phone call, they have that conversation, and uh, she once once Don finds out it's about the boarding school, he's like, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll pay whatever it costs. I pay, I'll pay for it. Like that, it's almost a relief to him. Mm. But this speaks to the whole thing. Everything with Don is a transaction. You know, um, this is again some of my. And my colleagues at Grand and I talk about this, but you know, Don, even even uh, all the way back to when he talked about Peggy, when he's like, you know, you're getting paid for it, you know. Yeah. I think Don, I don't know if it's the growing up in the whorehouse, but it's more and more you see everything of Don is like, I do this, you give me that. Even last week, even the whole notion of him, um, we didn't talk about this, Joe, but the whole notion of him getting doing the favor for the the Rosen's son. Like that was a transaction in itself. That was that was sort of like maybe him wanting to ingratiate himself to um, Sylvia. To Sylvia. That was all. I mean, he kind of knew that maybe that was a way to get to her. I didn't. I didn't occur to me yeah. until a week later because we just saw the episode. But like, again, if you look back, everything with Don is like, I do this to get this. Um, I'll pay whatever it is to get that. And even with his own daughter, like, okay, whatever it costs. I, I'm not for this. She doesn't want to come here. But whatever it costs, I'll pay for it. And then at the end, he still can't get himself to mutter the words to her, to relay it to her. Like, yeah. tell, tell Sally that Megan, tell Megan and I miss her. I mean, what's, how hard is it to say? Well, like, he couldn't even say, he found uh, well, that he's playing, I missed her. Not even directly. He's yeah. playing a dangerous game, though, because he, he doesn't want to open up the can of worms with, with, with Sally one way or the other. I mean, he's just terrified that Sally's going to say something. I mean, so much of that whole conversation was just total fear. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, it, you got to think in his calculus, he's going, okay, well... Tell her that dad. It, well, no, it's better if it comes from Megan. Megan, Megan, we, we shit. We both miss you, but don't don't think too much about me because if you think too much about me, it might make you angry enough to tell mom what happened. Sure. So just think enough to realize that we miss. You. That's all, though. Yeah. Well, Fair you also enough. you have to you have to take into account. Remember his uh, his little soliloquy about realizing the day that he loved his son that he had never really loved his kids, and then all of a sudden he realizes that he loves Bobby. Because he sees himself in him, you know. This is the first time that we really see him racked with feeling over Sally for anything. 
For, uh, like, is he really? really, or is he just in fear? No, well, I, I think he's really. I mean, he felt something. He's yeah. sleeping in her bed for crying out loud. Exactly, like, he's feeling something. But part it, of it is also. That oh he's yeah, afraid well, of that she'll reveal. It's fear, but it's yeah. not not just that she'll reveal it, but that he's screwed up his kid for life. That she'll never want a relationship with him. He he realizes I messed up big time, and there's no going back from it. I think that, but I I don't know if it's. Do you really think that that? What's I, motivating him? I don't think that. I, I think it's, it's more like, oh my god, I got caught. I think it's com- I think it's more complicated okay. than that. Right. I think that it, it, her, he's realizing, you know, this has consequences with people with, with adults. They can fall in and out of your life, and he is <coughs> he is he has had enough adults that he has abandoned or that have left him that he doesn't need to care about them. But his kids are forever. But then to sort of be happy that she's going off to a boarding school, it's not like he didn't put any objection up to it. I mean, it's not like, you know, the will pay for it. Well, that's yeah, but guilt. I mean, that's not that's sort of... Guilt that's guilt right there. Yeah, but it's not like I want to try and, um, you know, have a try and get a better relationship with Sally. It's like, yeah, let her get locked away in a boarding school for the next few years so I don't have to deal with her. Well, that's it. Well, you have yeah. to deal with, the, with, with being yeah, scared so, to death. Yeah. I, that's, that's but guilt. I don't think that's what it is at all. I think it's... it's it's, I, just think I need to give her whatever she, whatever she wants so that not only will she not reveal it, that maybe she'll forgive me. How about taking her off to a psychologist or something? Oh, well, that's know. still no, taboo. I know. No, but I'm just saying that. I don't know. If in my mind, I felt like it was more like, yeah, let me just kind of do what she likes so I can don't have to deal with it in a way. I, I, I really, sort of felt like if he really wanted to help her, he would try and work through this with her. I don't know. Sure. Well, let, let's let, – let, let's, so mm-hmm. for whatever reason yeah. – I mean, I, I I don't disagree. I think that I, I, my my opinion on it is I think that he is feels a lot of guilt. He loves his daughter. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't know how to express that love. He is feeling a lot of things that he doesn't know how to express. I think that he this yeah. is why he turns to the drinking. He's effed up in the highest yeah. order. Like when that his world crashed in on him. Like like I told Joe last week, seeing that whole operation. At looking at Sally as him staring at his own morality through his daughter's eyes. You can't hide from everyone mm-hmm. else. Everyone thinks Don Draper's the greatest guy in the world. Even in that living room scene, everyone's like, Don, you're the best. Oh, you did it, Don. And Sally's like, I, you disgust me. Yeah. yeah. And the whole thing is like, that's the only time, except for looking in a mirror, where he can look around the room and someone goes, you're full of shit. And it's his own daughter. And mm-hmm. so that, that, that effed him up, and it's effed him up for the last month. Where he's putting, you know, vodka in the orange juice. He's disheveled. He's going home sick. I think that 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 the reason of that is a he's never had that that view of himself, you know, through his daughter's eyes. And b he loves his daughter. He cares about his daughter. And so it's just screwed him up. But the question I have is, he he snapped out of it. He seemed yeah. to snap out of it. He got himself. He pulled himself together. He became Don Draper again. He's off to the movies uh, with Megan. And you know, how lovely is that Megan? That Megan's so lovely. Why is he gonna, Why is he cheating on her anyway? So. <laughs> Often lose with Megan, and he sees he sees and it was Rosemary's baby. Rosemary's babies, of course, which is scary as hell. Yeah. He sees the opportunity to, um, well, he sees he sees Peggy and Shaw in the movies, right? And Rosemary's baby, and then we all sort of see his wheels turning there. We don't know what's happening, but we see the looks. He's something. He's up to something. Oh, we know what's happening. Yeah, he's well, just. We don't know what I, what I mean by that is like we know that he sees this whole situation right. with Peggy and and Shaw, and is like. This is not. I don't approve of this. Is he jealous of this? Is he not approve of this? Is look at the opportunity to stick it to Cha? How is he going to work? Make this work to his advantage? He. We see he does call back Sunkissed, you know, yeah, um, and go for Sunkissed. And for me, I guess it thought there was a moment last week where he thought, 
okay, well, this Chaz is a stand-up guy. This is not how I operate. But, okay, if he wants to make this deal, I'll make this deal with him. Mm. When he got the call from um, from Harry. Crane. Yeah. He got the call from Crane. He's like, look, Harry, we can't do it yeah. no matter what. But I think the moment he saw Chaw with Peggy, he was like, this mother effer is like, just like me. He's like the rest of us. He's not so high and mighty. If that's the case, I'm taking Sunkist. And so that's that's why I interpreted. It. I don't know what what was his. What do you think his motivation? Well, was I, I always think with Peggy, he feels a little possessive with her, so he gets a little more. Um, I think when things happen with Peggy, you know, not that they ever had a relationship, but he kind of feels a possessiveness about Peggy. Well, was this more so about Peggy, think, or was this no, more about his, more, his thing with Cha? Well, that's what I'm saying. So in a way, I think part of it is he gets he wanted to get back at not sort of get back at Cha, but also like to really kind of go. I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know what's going on. Right. Yeah, and I, I sort of feel it's a little bit of that because of the way he feels with Peggy that he's in a way that not she's his but you know he was the one that guided her in the beginning and that and I don't think you know he just didn't want to see this happen so I felt the sun kiss thing was a little bit you know it was a little bit also about that as well not just you know this is good for business I think it was his ego on both counts you know it's it's his ego when it comes to Peggy and the fact that he fostered her and that you know he gave her her shot Mm. and that you know she she's pulling Don Draper moves now and, you know, the fact that he kind of felt cowed by Ted's morality in the in last week's episode. And to see that he's not perfect, he's pushing back against it. He's kind of, he's showing Ted, you know, you're not so great. Because mm-hmm. Peggy keeps reminding him, he's a good man and you yeah. just can't stand it. And he's like, he's not so good. He's just and in love so with you. Not so virtuous. Yeah. He's not so virtuous. He's just in love with you. And that was his uh. moment. That to me was his moment when he thought, like, he thought... Chaz is above reproach. He's this virtuous guy, but when he saw him in the movie theater, he's like, "This guy is not so virtuous. Yeah. He's just a regular effing guy." Yeah, you and know? and therefore he's fair game, right? And I can do what I want because I'm John Draper. Damn it! So we had that. So we had that moment. We, he took the. He took the. Um, he took. He took Sunkissed. He confronted Chaz with it. He knew exactly how to play it. He knew that you know uh, both uh, Roger Sterling and. Uh, um, uh, Cutler yeah. would be thrilled. So this moment with the accounts guy's like, "Great, eight million dollars. What, what's 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 it? You know, what's it to say no to?" But then uh, he played it perfectly. He he saw the whole budget thing happen. But then at the very end, he pulled that stunt where he did a Don Draper and let let everyone in the, let them let the two of them oh, know in I the room. Squirm. Yeah, and then flipped it around, which is just a, a testament to me on, on how Don really commands a room and really commands. Like his clients, I mean the, the oh, fact yeah. that he has a confidence to let that whole thing play out, let Ted sink, yeah. and then not only save it, but save it in a way where he calls them out and then still saves it. Yeah, that was just a brilliant. That was another brilliant Don Draper moment. Well, so. it worked on every level for him because he got to reassert himself. He did. He's not wrong though. He did save them because the, the you know he's right. Ted was not seen clearly, and and the whole thing was going sideways. But uh, but the, the the worst almost the worst part about it is how much how Peggy was personally attached to it and how Peggy could see that Cleo award and it was Peggy's idea and it was Peggy's drive and it's not Peggy's anymore it's Frank Gleason's yeah yeah, yeah. well he was I punishing just took it away her. yeah absolutely yeah. just took it away from her and gave it yeah. to a dead guy a lot he did a lot in that yeah, he did a lot in that one little... but in that one boardroom scene he you know he he saved the deal he ingratiated himself with the client he let. Ted and Peggy know who's boss. Yeah. He also took it away from Peggy. Like he did a lot with just one stroke of the don. Well, he was he was hand. punishing her in many ways. Because uh, if you go all the way back to the pilot when she put her hand on his and she kind of made made a move on him and he was like, "Don't do that," you know. It's almost in a way I taught you this lesson before. Don't screw around with with the people at work. Don't screw around around with your boss. 
You 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 messed up. You didn't listen to me. Now you get punished, and right. you don't get your Clio, no matter how good the work is. Speaking of good work, yeah, we've done some good work here at AfterBuzz. Yes, that's true. Uh, so many of our uh, listeners and viewers out there may know that uh, Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro, who uh, created AfterBuzz TV, uh, made a movie called The Adventures of Serial Buddies that was uh, that was out in theaters a few months ago. It is now available on demand and on iTunes uh, for $4.99 to rent and $5.99 to own. Uh, for many of you out there, we at AfterBuzz love giving you uh, excellent free content uh, you know, over 60 shows a week, all about your favorite TV shows. And uh, many people have asked, you know, what can we do to give back? And one way that you can give back to us and help support AfterBuzz and keep us going and keep us providing you with the same great free content is uh, to check out this movie. It's it's a really funny movie. Uh, we've all seen it. Uh, Catherine, I believe your your quote is on the on the box art. It's a uh, really. I well, haven't even seen it. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a very very funny movie uh, uh, featuring some very great cameos. I mean, Beth- I haven't I haven't seen yeah. the box art, but I know the yeah. film. I mean, wow. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean I saw the possible? film. Yeah. I did okay. see the film, but I didn't <laughs> yeah. see the box art. I didn't realize that. Well, well, I reviewed yeah. it. I didn't watch it. I just reviewed it. <laughs> But it's a it's a it's a funny dark comedy. It's kind of like Dexter meets Dumb and Dumber. A lot of great celebrity cameos are in it. Uh, Christopher Lloyd's in it. Beth Bears from Two Broke Girls. Yeah. Maria's Maria's in it, of course. Kathy Lee Gifford is in it. Artie Lang. Uh, Chris, McDonald. Chris McDonald. Christopher McDonald. Who I just saw, Henry by Winkler. the way. Who I just saw on Broadway last week. Oh, and yeah? It was fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. In, uh, in Lucky Guy with Tom Hanks. Go ahead. Henry Winkler's in it. And uh, there's also four great young comedians, uh, two of which I know personally who are so great in the movie. Uh, so if you if you love After Buzz and you want to support us, uh, because we love giving this content to you, check out the movie at SerialBuddies.com. And it, uh, it is available on demand and on iTunes. Thank you. And speaking of buddies, uh, we have you know. Well, before we get to Pete and Benson, we should talk about you know a little, little more about Peggy and Cha Joe. Like so, the, the romance seems to be on and popping, right? I mean, well, first of all, is there a romance what, or is, is it, it just actually, a flirt? Yeah, because is there a flirtation or is it a romance? I, I think there's a thing that can happen. There's a dangerous place that any marriage can any marriage can kind of float into, and I think Ted's has, has kind of slid into it. Where you're connecting more with someone uh, at work that shares your interest, that is that is moving in your in your same circle, and you're connecting more with that person, and that person is exciting you intellectually and and uh, and as well as physically. And I think with Peggy, you know, it, it, she, she's a lovely she's a lovely lady, but she's not a, she's not a, a, a bombshell, you know. And so I think with her, what she does, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I, 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 what? I have wait a damn Do not now. mention this next week. Yeah, I dare you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying. She's not. She's 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 the girl next door. She's not. She's not. She's not Ginger. She's Marianne. Sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's all I'm saying. Don't get make a big production out of it. Too late. What I'm saying is that she's an she intellectually stimulates Ted, and I think they get each other in a way. It's like me and you. Exactly. Just like me and you. Sometimes at work, and we cuddle, and 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 you laugh too hard at my jokes, and and then we enjoy working with you for long periods of time. Don't tell Aaron. But uh, but I think that's kind of what's going on, and that drift in Ted's marriage is um. I don't I, I don't get the vibe that he's prepared to do anything else about it, but I think that, uh, that that's drifting in that direction now, and 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 that that drift I think is um, taking it. I think it's catching him unaware almost, because I don't think he's I don't get the vibe that he's kind of like that guy, quote unquote. Well, and so, I, I'm just, I've, uh, so you're telling me that, and I want to go on the 
them real quick. So we're we're kind of crunched on time tonight. But you're telling me, in your opinion, that they have done nothing yet. They've, yeah, I, I think so. I don't I think get, they have. Uh, no, they I'm, have I'm pretty mo- sure they've been to the movies together. Like it feels, it yeah, feels but they like didn't. Blind. They didn't leave together. Okay, yeah. but, but at the same time, you no. look at uh, how when they were showing when they were showing Don the ad, how he uh, took Peggy by the waist. There was a touch there, a very intimate touch. Well, I, I'm going out on a limb here. I think because it is real feelings there, I think there is kind of perhaps real love there that I don't think they have done anything. Oh, okay. This is not betting. And all, this is why I'm a little bit mad with Don because he's assuming that. Okay. I'm, I'm actually a little bit mad with Don's vindictiveness in this because oh. he's assuming that they're, you know, like like he would do, just jump into bed with a colleague but or the, whatever. The one, or whatever. The one thing but, I, go ahead. Yeah, but I actually think there's perhaps real well, you know, feelings between there these is, two. And, and, yeah. and there, is, there is a certain... Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a certain kind of energy that, that yeah. they're kind of, they kind of have that has that anticipation and that, and that, mm. that almost like high school. It feels almost yeah. high schooly like it's fr- there's like a mm. there's a giddiness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I like I said I I don't feel like there I don't feel like it's gone it's gone no. there yet. No. I feel like I'm, it's kind of sure not. It hasn't. Okay, well um, that's that's mm. that's fair enough. But I, the, the one thing I did forget to mention about Don is that you know he did break that whole thing up. But here's the thing about Don he's almost always right. I think when he told that. To have that speech to Chaw about like, you're embarrassing yourself. I mean, yeah. he's right, and he's very good. He's very good at jumping that mo- on jumping on that moral high horse when he's obviously like the most amoral guy in mm. the planet. Right, but he's very good at like telling people, looking down his glasses, looking down his nose at folks, telling me, you know, you effed up, you're full of crap. When you know he is, but but you know what? He's always right, and maybe he knows it so well because he's been there. He's that guy. But yeah, he, he was, recognizes. I it think he was he, right yeah. to Peggy. And in, 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 when, when everything he said to Peggy was correct, everything he said to Chaw was correct, I think Peggy's emotions and feelings were probably right. But, I mean, Don's not wrong here, which is kind of weird and ironic, obviously. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. So go ahead. Peggy and Chaw. <laughs> so, I, I just want to – I know we're we're crunched for time, but uh, we had a lot moving on, on the Benson front this week. Yes. And I want to make sure that we give Benson. it the time that sure. it deserves. Let, let me just say this. Let me, in, in, yeah. in, in connection with, 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 with Peggy and Chaw – uh, the the uh, and 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 Chaw getting obviously clouded his judgment being clouded by by his feelings right now and, and how much he and, and Peggy are personally gelling he's mm-hmm. losing the ability to find out whether or not her ideas would would uh, would would gel with the, with the general populace because he likes them so much and they and they they seem to be vibing so much together so they're they're very vibrating on the same frequency and that's too much which is which is what what is screwing up his ability to to reason whether or not she's going to be vibrating with the rest of the universe and uh, and I just wanted to make sure we toss that in there right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Okay, so... Benson, huh? Benson Watch. Okay, so we disbanded Benson... Haven't we got a theme for that yet? No, we don't, and we should. We disbanded Benson Watch a few weeks ago. Definitely premature. Last week. Huge reveal. Benson came on to Pete. Very subtle way, but his feelings were deep. Or so they seemed. Now, Pete comes back in a big way. He kind of handled it gracefully last week, I thought. Uh, but this week he's disgusted. He tells he tells you know Bob that he's disgusting. He's a pervert, uh, and that he doesn't want to. He wants to take Chevy from Ken, but he doesn't want to do it with Bob. Uh, he doesn't want to share a hotel room with him or anything like that. And uh, Bob's definitely hurt by all this. Um, but there was that great moment after after the meeting where uh, Pete comes out and he shakes his hand, and uh, Bob for a second drops the facade. And 
he, you know, like the predator eyes come on and he's like, you need to watch what you say to people. Mm. Congratulations on this yeah. guy. Wow. That and was you, a Bob Benson that you've been looking for all yeah. season. You were so, I mean, that was like. That was the Bob Benson I've been looking at all season. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was. The real Bob Benson was revealed in that, in that moment. It yes. was very, uh. Very primal fear, Ed Norton, in that moment. Exactly. Bob Benson, the say anything, do anything, social climber, you know, fraud, essentially. And we get that confirmed this week. Uh, Pete reaches out to Duck, and Duck digs into his history for a thousand bucks. (laughs) Nice, nice job there, Duck. That's a a big payday in 1998. Let's be real, dude. That's about 10 grand real money. That's a nice payday. Nice payday. And uh, we discover that uh, Bob is not the, the finely schooled guy that many people well, think we, he is. We, we work that, business. Really. We, we got that, we got that, that clue a, yeah. a few weeks ago, but he's he's very very good at putting it on mm. and uh he spent 3 years at uh at uh Brown uh, some and Harriman his last job. At, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Brown as at his last job basically as a as a manservant uh to one of the executives uh and everybody knew what was going on between the two of them. Manservant. Yes. So Pete takes in this information and he's like, I've dealt with this before. You know, because back in season one when he was fighting Don Draper the fraud and he lost big time and he's been paying for it ever since. He's never had the level of, of zest or potential that he had in season one when he was a villain but, you know, he, he had the potential he thought you know, to be a big, big name in this company, and he is continually, you know, hammered away at by everybody else. However, he thinks about this Bob Benson situation. He goes in, we think he's going in for the kill to expose him, and instead, he makes a very wise move, and and I, I believe it was it was the Joes who said this, like, right after the show ended, it was like, that, that, that toke of pot really, really has adjusted... Uh, Pete in some very very nice way mellowed him out he realizes uh, I'm not going to fight you on this because I know that I'm afraid of what you would do with a day head start I would lose because you are dangerous and and people sitting in front of their televisions around the country said thank you because we we knew that all along well let me me say this Uh, you know it's not just that Pete has learned that uh, that that a guy like Don or a guy like like that we've just found out Bob mm-hmm. uh, can bite you. They can also help you. Yes, I mean Don. Remember Don covered Pete's stake in the company when when Pete couldn't come up with the uh, with with the with the, right. with, the inf- with the influx of cash they needed. It was twenty was it twenty five k that everybody yeah. was uh, was yeah. up for, and Pete didn't have it, and that would have been the end of him. And Don covered him. So I mean, they, you know, he's learned. He's learned that hey, you, you you can you can get hit by me, or you can get helped by me, one or the other. I'm well, I've been I- sticking to my my thing all. My my new thing is, and I've been sticking to this all season long, is that the biggest evolution to me is Pete Campbell. I've been saying that from him. He's a guy from yeah. who is a complete turnaround. I think that that that, that and somehow drag we of feel weed, we feel so bad for him, well, and I hated him in season I, one. We, we we hated him. This but look, every everything about this season was like, oh, Pete's really changing from the Martin Luther King episode to all these all these other cues. But here was the ultimate thing. It's like he's face. You think Pete Campbell's going to go ballistic? He has all the information. He's like, this is my big chance, and he goes, you know what? I've been down this road. I fought this guy like you for freaking seven years. You know, eight years of fighting a guy just like you. I've learned, like, I'm going to be aligned myself with you. Like, I've learned. And Pete is evolving. Yeah. Pete's well, evolving to a great, to a different guy. I also think it's a power play. I mean, if you know something about someone. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a complete power play on Peter's. I mean, the way he felt so sort of. So you don't yaged. think Pete's evolving? 
no, I think, you know, that how you also knows about, you know, Don's part. I mean, I think it's this, this episode was a lot about the fact that people knew, you know, secrets about other people and that. And, I mean, it's how you interpret it. And, I mean, Pete yeah. re- realised that he, if he knows a secret about Bob Benson, he can use it to his advantage because Bob doesn't want to be revealed. Right. So it gives him a sense of power. So I think that was the move, not like I'm going to play along, I'm going to, I've cooled down, I'm going to yeah. play along. It was far more I'm getting my power but back. Here's, but here's the thing. Uh... That power is gone. That power is gone when you reveal to the person, uh, you know, I know I know what, what you're doing, but I'm not going to tell anybody. No, no, because you've got power within the rest of the group. Because you're the only because one that you're, knows. Because you're, you're an ally. Yeah, No, because you're the only one that knows about that person. So that means that that person always knows that you know. Right. So when you're, you're in the, the group, mm-hmm. there's always that play. Fair. Because he, Bob Benson will now know that Pete right. has that over him. Right. And then just just one more thing. There were there were layers to the way that Pete laid this out and it, it was the line I am off limits. I am off limits. It's it's not just it's not just saying I am off limits for what you do to other people in this company, but it was also his way of effectively putting the uh the feelings uh, if there were any right. to bed. And he said and he's like you know what I mean. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said it, you know. And, and get Manolo well, off my. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think Manolo likes women. I think you're confused on that. Right. Um, but you know, I, it was interesting to me in that in that conversation. Pete did not hesitate uh, on the phone with Duck. He, you got, I got the vibe anyway that he'd been thinking that he thought long and hard about Don when that whole situation came up, and he went back over the whole scene as a you know and and figured out what did I do wrong and and what should I have done because it's not like he took that information from Duck. And went, oh gosh, I need three days to figure out a strategy. Mm. He went on the phone with Duck. He goes, I've dealt with people like this before. I know, I know what to do. Yeah, because he's been he's living it for eight years. Yeah, well, that's he what I'm saying. About it so he's he's already he's already thought this through. Right. That was that was interesting to me that he's given enough thought to this that 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 he's already prepared to move. Pete's evolving, man. Pete's yeah. going to be the guy. He'll be bald, but he'll be the guy. Yeah. Uh, let's this quickly. Is the, I just want to say this: how much we love marijuana on this show. One hit of a joint, and you change that dramatically. Well, no, I, would, I, I, I had said that he changed before that. <laughs> yes, I think the the marijuana was was a signifier of he is of how much he I, has. That, simple. That, 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 that I was, we that. should talk clearly catches. being sarcastic. Yeah. Well, this really quickly, we should touch barely like for thirty seconds. Touch on Sally. Sally board oh, school. You know. Talked about yeah. it, but I, you know, Sally Borden school, uh, very scary, interesting situation. We talked about the fact that she was there in a very Heather's sort of mean girl situation with those young girls. Which she totally turned around because, right. but yeah, which was scary when she came in and those girls were sort yeah. of like, oh my god, they're going to really have a power. And I presume they're a little bit older than her, yeah. But she totally turned it around. Like she, she had the connections. She had the. She knew how to get the booze, the smokes. She did. The girl. She w- and yeah. she started a the, fight. Two boys fought over her, she, and the girls thought she was so cool. But this is such a, a result of the. Two parents that she has, she right. has learnt so well, well to think, be an adult so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think also the, the thing that I mm. took away from that was that it's just the usual thing of the parents think they they're doing the right thing by sending their kids off to boarding mm. school. Little yeah. do they know what what kind of shit goes on yeah. in boarding school. I'm telling you, I know Jackie Onassis went there, and was Mrs. Porter. Gloria Vanderbilt yeah, went, went, went there. Gloria Vanderbilt, uh, but like, yeah, all, all kind of shit's going down in boarding school. So that's yeah, ba- badass that's movers and shakers don't don't develop themselves into badass movers and shakers. 10 minutes after they get out of boarding school they develop that stuff in private school and I went to private school for years and I was like when I went to public school, I was like, you guys are all really nice. Yeah. This, you guys are all really innocent. You should see the shit that goes on over at St. So-and-So's. It's bananas. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So let's get to uh, about, so let's get to our catches of the week uh, so before before we get out of here. As we know, Superfan Mike August 
uh, comes to us every week with catches. Uh, as you know, for the last 11 episodes, 12 episodes, we watch a show directly after after we do the show directly after we watch it. We don't have time to catch everything. Mike August does that work for us. He's got his catches from last week's episode of Favors. So a couple things he said that he talks about. Well, the first thing, you know, and this is in, in, out of order, but he mentions that it's a coincidence that George W. Bush, Bush enlisted for the Texas National Air Guard the same year of 1968 as, as the Rosen Boy did, which I think was very interesting. That's yeah. a great, that's also a great catch. Also, he, he mentions that the show could be setting the table for Bob Benson to be involved in the Stonewall riots in Greenwich Village, uh, which happened in 1969. I was just there in Greenwich Village talking to seeing that very site. It's a very, very historic moment, super important moment uh, in, in gay liberation mo- movement. And so I wonder if they'll touch on that next season. That'll be next season because I don't yeah, think we're going to well, get into 69 No, 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 but, but it's, it's, yeah. it could be a foreshadowing there. And they, and they also talked about there's more references to war uh, with Peggy had the battle with the rat in her apartment. She later seen with a cat in an alley <laughs> with a rodent against uh, I like yeah. the cat. <laughs> uh, she's in the cat in the alley against uh, future rodent intruders. It appears that she'll be staying for a little longer. Um, shares a trait with the rat in that she can only survive in these harsh environments. Uh, hers being the office populated by the corporate ladder climbing men, meaning she's always in a battle. So that could there, there's some definitely parallels between the wars going on. You know, in real life in '68, and the wars going on in Peggy's life in the office. So those are those are the three Mike August catches, which we think are are all very very astute. The cat makes me sad. The cat makes me sad. I also want to very quickly thank you for all for listening to us on iTunes. Thank you for joining us on iTunes and listening. Thank you for all your comments, and we appreciate them all. We read them all. Please continue to comment and rate us. We love you for listening. Thank you very much. Yes. We also love five. And Joe says we love five. So thank you. Please continue to do that. And the last, I should also say that we have a brand new, new and improved website here on AfterBuzzTV.com. You should check it out. Uh, the fans have demanded it. We've given it to them. There's some really cool updates. So... Uh, please, please, please check it out AfterBuzzTV.com, another way to watch us there Along with iTunes and along with YouTube So that's, that's what we have there So now, uh, well let's jump into very quickly News, because our news is AfterBuzz TV News We have a big, big week next week It's big yes. It's big, yes. huge it's really big. So this is our last uh, show uh, this penultimate episode is our last show in the studio because next week we will be live at John Lovett's Comedy Club wow. doing a Exciting. live uh, finale with the cast of Mad Men, cast and creators and writers from Mad Men alongside Sorry. of us. Yeah. We will all watch this show together with you. Um, you guys can come join us down to John Lovett's Comedy Club uh, for a very low price, about $15. Which, uh, if you go to johnlovettscomedyclub.com and put it in the past, the coupon code ABTV, you will get $5 off your ticket purchase. Boom, $10. It's worth it just to see Joe Sanfilippo in person. It, it, I am that I am that fantastic. If you guys seriously, if you're Mad Men uh, fans and you are in the LA area, there is it, this is the best the best thing you can do next Sunday. You are going to have all kinds of people from the show. We can't even tell you how huge they but, are. But they, they're that, big. They're big. And it, this is you will have. It's a small theater. You'll they'll be right there, and you get to watch the episode mm-hmm. with us. And then there'll be Q and A afterwards, and it's going to be fantastic. And we can't say who's all going to be there, but. A could lot quite of people possibly be your favorite character. Yeah. So and, you have to be there. But we can't say that the, the big man himself will be there. Yeah. The we big, are beyond be excited. Yeah. So um, that that's what we'll say for that. So thank you and hopefully we'll see you next week. Uh, other than that, let's get into predictions predictions. And now your after buzz TV predictions. What do you got for me, Joe Sampolo? Uh I, I I sense some more trouble on the horizon with Peggy and uh, and Don. 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know that Peggy's going to quit. I don't think it's going to go that way. But but there's going to be some 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 fireworks between them because he's he's really he's really pissed on her chips. I mean, that's a really uh, a really rough thing he did today, mm. in every way for her. Uh, and and that cat from last season, uh, last you know, week. from last week. I'm sorry. That cat also. I mean, not only is the cat a mouser and he's there to help, but it's also you know women who don't have husbands and children tend to have cats. I mean, there is oh, a symbol on. with. I know, I know, I know, you but that's a symbol. That every it's time, sexist. it's a, not yeah. sexist. It's a symbol. <laughs> come on, it's a symbol. Oh. All right, I'm telling you, you can go either way. And if her love interest is a married man, and Don has shut that down, so I'm thinking there's some hostility between oh. them. I think there's going to be some stuff go down between. Why them. don't you go work at 1960 yeah. era Sterling? We are in. In the 1960s. All right. Uh, Catherine, predictions? <laughs> the cat will be fine. Uh, it doesn't about mean the cat. anything. More it doesn't mean it. I don't think the cat will prohibit Peggy from relationships. Um, but anyway, I think the Sally thing could be interesting. Obviously, not in this season, but I'm wondering if we are going to see Sally in a boarding school. That means that kind of sets up a whole new parameter of, of scenes and yeah. interactions with Sally. And so, dread. Yeah, so that could be an interesting storyline. I don't, don't think we'll see it this season, but I'd be quite curious to see Sally's life in a boarding school. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we haven't gotten a significant Megan and Don development all season, really. So I think something's got to blow up there next week, something significant. Uh, And I'm wondering if she finds out about the affair, is there divorce talk? I think we're going to see some fireworks on that front next week. And Matthew Weiner did dispel the the, the rumors, the Sharon Tate rumors. We know that. He said no one dies, which we thought Cosgrove died, but he did not die. So no one dies. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, next week. I have no idea what to happen, but I, I do like in the previews they showed us nothing from next week, which nothing. I was very oh, less than nothing. So I'm surprise. very, very excited. I've got nothing. I don't have a prediction. I just want to. They're like looking at a bunch of clips from old episodes. All right, moving on. Yeah, yeah very, very well cut, mysterious clips. Joe Flippo, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J O E F L I P O. You can also find me here with Joe Braz covering Hannibal on Thursday nights, and we have our big finale this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also find me in Escape from Planet Earth. Go ahead and check that movie out. It's really cool, and it's it's out on DVD now. Okay. Yep. I, and, what are you in that? Oh, I'm I'm one of the bad blue dudes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Second real life. <laughs> Catherine, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at my name, Catherine Toolich, T-U-L-I-C-H. I'm also in the LA Times. You can read me there and also on RogerEbert.com. Yes, just way cooler than being a bad blue dude. Matt Lieberman, where can we find you? All right, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on Defiance and a few other shows this summer, uh, potentially after the do- or Under the Dome and Low Winter Sun later in the summer. Uh, and you can find me if you live in L.A. and you like live comedy. I perform at the I.O. West Comedy Theater the first Sunday of every month as a member of DJ Fawcett. IOimprov.com slash West. Nice. Uh, I'm Joe, K- Joe Braswell. You can find me on Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. And also here with, with Hannibal with Joe Flippo, as you mentioned. Big finale week this week. We have a lot of very special guests coming in this week uh, to commemorate the finale of Hannibal. So please, all you Hannibal people, listen to that. Also, you can find me on Grantland.com, ESPN's Grantland.com. I have a few mini documentaries coming out. And that's it. Extra in here, and I love you all. We'll see you next week at John Lovett's Comedy, John Lovett's Comedy Club. Woo-hoo. See you there. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.